Hey everyone, it's Pastor John here. Um, back on the weekly podcast. Uh, it's been a while, but wanted to come back to this and address certain topics that might be uh, relevant to to us, to what might be on our minds, or what might be helpful uh, for us to think about uh, as a church. And there's a question I like to uh, try to address biblically uh, for us and. Um, the question is essentially whether Christians today have biblical basis for accessing uh, the medical sciences and um, is that consistent with uh, our understanding that we are also uh, able to pray to God uh, for healing and uh, trust in uh, God's control over our lives and uh, our well-being. Uh, can those two go hand in hand, and if so, how? So that's kind of what I want to uh, talk about with you today and give you just sort of a general um, overview. I think the first thing I like to uh, note here for us is uh, when we think about um, God's work of healing, that should automatically include uh, the work of healing that's done by uh, doctors and nurses via uh, medical sciences. Uh, in fact, you can go as far as to say that every instance of healing uh, is God's miracle. Um, doctors and nurses are, are, are there to treat the patient, but uh, none of them really would go as far as to say, I'm here to heal you. I'm here to cure you. Um, of course, they do their very best to, uh, but the outcome is never really guaranteed. Um, you can you can hope for the best, and they can give you a very good probability. But the uh, the healing, uh, the the final outcome is something we believe is something that comes from God. And uh, this is something that we find in our. Um, Confession of Faith, in, in the Westminster Confession of Faith, where uh, we learn about how God acts providentially, providentially through secondary means. So, uh, unlike his uh, primary uh, means of uh, working, uh, which would be his decrees that are eternal according to his foreknowledge, that are unchanging and infallible, there are secondary uh, means by which he acts upon the world and uh, that means he will uh, use secondary causes uh, to bring about his purpose and part of that secondary cause is the natural uh, created order of this world uh, that's accessed by means of science so here's couple here are a couple examples uh, of this in, in Genesis 8:22 it says, uh, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. Uh, Jeremiah thirty one thirty five. Thus says the Lord, who gives a sun for light by day, and the fixed order, fixed order of the moon and the stars for light by night, who stirs up the sea so that it waves waves roar. Uh, the Lord of hosts is his name. Uh, just a couple of references to uh, how God has fixed a certain natural order to this world. 
And science is essentially the means by which we discover and explore what God's uh, arrangement of that nature is like. And that includes the, the medicinal field within science, how chemistry works, how our biology works, and um, what our anatomy, anatomy is like. And of course, uh, when it comes to fighting a disease or a virus, uh, that has every bit of implication um, and application. So we can rationally and biblically uh, attribute these secondary causes to uh, doctors and nurses and medicine, and that God would, by his providence, still heal uh, and cure uh, by such means. It is a gift from God, and we should uh, receive it as such. Uh, one interesting sort of a side note that's also from Scripture is uh, this interesting reference to Luke, found in Colossians 4.14. Uh, it says, Luke, uh, the beloved physician, greets you. Luke, the beloved physician, greets you. This is um, Luke uh, being identified as a physician uh, after he has uh, uh, been in ministry as an apostle. And if you think about um, the apostles of Jesus Christ, the people who are given the very special authority to uh, write the rest of the, the Bible and um, complete the canon, one of the things that um, God definitely worked through them were, were signs and miracles to sort of confirm their office, confirm uh, their apostolic authority. But it's interesting uh, that despite, despite the fact that Luke himself was an apostle and most likely given the same authority as the other apostles to not only write scripture but to affirm and confirm his authority as an apostle through healing and performing signs and, and miracles, that didn't run him out of his job of being a doctor. He was still known as the physician uh, to the church. He was still functioning as a physician for the church. And that's worth noting that uh, just years after Christ's resurrection, still uh, the Apostle Paul calls Luke a physician. And, and that's just not a title he would have continued using if somehow that office was somehow obsolete, if that vocation was uh, no longer accessed by the apostles or, or by the church. Another scripture reference, and this might be a more direct one, is uh, Jesus's parable of the Good Samaritan in Luke chapter 10. And that's a very interesting um, passage there because there you find uh, the Good Samaritan, by the way, the one that you're supposed to model after, right? Um, he uh, goes to the person who's wounded, who's been robbed and beaten and, and, and stripped naked, uh, the Samaritan, it says in, in chapter 10, verse 34, uh, bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Pouring on oil and wine. And this, here's the significance of that. Uh, wine was used for cleansing the wound as just something that has an antiseptic effect. Uh, oil, and that would have been olive oil, was used to ease the pain. I mean, he was basically uh, going, give, providing this man medical care. And then after taking him over to the innkeeper, uh, he, he takes out two denarii 
and asks the innkeeper to take care of him. And that's essentially him paying for his medical bills because he's going to need continuing uh, medical care. So he doesn't just leave him there with the innkeeper and say, hey, just can you just pray for this guy? He's, he's like, hey, here's money that you would need to pay for the medical care that he's going to need in the future. Right? And, and that being uh, the model that Jesus presents as loving your neighbor. Right? It's accessing these uh, secondary causes that God's provided us and serving our neighbors with it. And I think this also, I think, affirms very positively the work that doctors and nurses do and scientists do in the lab. Uh, it's serving your neighbor. It, it's loving uh, your neighbor. And, and the work that they do and the fruit they produce, it's a gift from God. Now, it's, it's also very important to know that uh, in the scriptures, um, you find a lot of instances where healing is not uh, given by God immediately or at all. Um, and you can think of uh, Paul's thorn in the flesh in 2 Corinthians 12, 7. Uh, which most uh, commentators consider to be some sort of sickness or disease. And uh, you, have, you have the case of the man born blind uh, and remaining that way for most of his life in John chapter 9. In both of those cases, you see uh, that the purpose for either the delay in healing or even the absence of healing to be purposed for the glory of God. And that's something that uh, we have to also embrace as a part of um, God's work uh, in, and, and His providence and His plan. Some of God's greatest uh, servants throughout biblical history and thereafter, uh, just in church history, uh, were people who suffered from all kinds of weaknesses and sicknesses. So at the end of the day, our... Uh, comfort is in uh, seeing and delighting in uh, the glory of God. And, and here's why that's good news for us, because the scriptures also say that we will be glorified just as Christ has been glorified. Uh, and, and that's pointing to the ultimate healing of our ultimate sickness, which is death, uh, the, the grip that sin and death has on us. Uh, we have been set free from and we have been healed from we have been cleansed from and that means uh, all things in the end will work towards our eternal good and that's our ultimate hope in our uh, good doctor christ and uh, the 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 cleansing uh, that he applies to us the healing that he applies to us by virtue of his death on the cross and so, just as the Samaritan uh, applied uh, wine to, to tend to the wounds of the, the man beaten by the robbers, uh, we take the wine that represents the body of Christ. And that symbolizes our cleansing. And through that, God reminds us uh, that we have been healed of the, the most awful disease that has struck mankind. Uh, since Adam and that's sin and death and so uh, we can be grateful we can be thankful and we can always be hopeful even in the here and now as we uh, access 
uh, all of God's uh, secondary gifts of medical science and pray towards healing uh, and live in this delayed gratification uh, in this state of the already and the not yet longing for God's perfect kingdom to come when one day he will take away every kind of pain and every kind of suffering so as we've been uh, learning in the book of Hebrews uh, we are to long for along with our, our spiritual forefathers Abraham Isaac Jacob Moses Joshua David we are to long for the heavenly country our eternal home so praise God for his mercies to us uh, on on this side of heaven but praise him all the more for his saving mercy that brings us into his eternity <laughs>